Today we're going to get into God's word today. Today we're in the book of Mark. As you know, we've been in a series of the book of Mark. You can always go back to our podcast, um, go online and, and listen to it on Spotify or Google or Apple um, and listen to our messages in the book of Mark to see how we've come to this place right now. But today we're in, a, in Mark chapter 7. We'll be wrapping up this chapter today. And so if you have your Bibles, um, I invite you to turn with me to Mark 7, verse 31. It says like this. It says, Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon, down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of the Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk. And they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said to him, Ephtata, which means be open. At this, the man's ears were open, his tongue was loosened, and he began um, to speak plainly. Jesus told them, commanded them, verse 36, not to tell anyone. But the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well. Can anybody agree with me today that he has done everything well? They said he even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. I want to submit to you today and I want to believe that God has made everything well. No matter what situation you find yourself in, whether it's financial, whether it's situational, whether it's, it's circumstances in the family, maybe there's depression, maybe there's thoughts of anxiety right now because of what's happening right now maybe you're 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 awaiting results from the doctor or maybe you're even your covid test whatever situation you have found yourself in or what you've been in the last several months or the past several years can i declare to you that god has made everything well that god is in control of the situation that god in his infinite power if you trust in him he has it all together he has it all in order and because God has made everything well he puts things in order that have been in disorder and we believe in a God that makes things well he doesn't make garbage he doesn't make trash he doesn't make mistakes God has not is not confused today he has made everything well can you agree with me if you agree write an amen say hallelujah give me some thumbs up give me a heart emoji and praise God more than anything because I don't need this declaration for I don't need the hype I need you to praise God because he's making things well today and because he's made things well it leads me to my title today I can't stop talking today's title I can't stop talking because he's made things well I just can't stop talking about him have you ever met someone who just can't stop talking? Like you, you try to end a conversation. You're trying to shut them up. You're like, okay, I got to get going, bro. I got to get, it's time to go. Or maybe someone extends the stay at your house and it's like, okay, can you get the hint? You start putting stuff up. Uh, and, and, or some people that just love to talk and spend time um, conversing. They have, they're not short of words. And, and so uh, today we're talking about someone who could not talk himself. 
When we arrive to the story, we find Jesus. He had just arrived to Tyre and um, uh, he arrived from Tyre to Sidon to a place called Decapolis, uh, which would have been understood as the 10 cities. And in this 10 cities, there's remnants of Jewish people. There's different types of people all here. Um, there's a lot of Gentile people. And this is Jesus doing his world tour. I mean, th- this, is, this is him coming through. He's doing his trolls world tour of healing. He's going everywhere. He's, 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 he's touching all the places. He's hitting up the 10 cities. And here there's all sorts of different people who have heard about him. His reputation precedes him wherever he goes. And so Jesus is here. And immediately when Jesus arrives, he had just finished healing a Syrophoenician woman that had been desperate for healing for her daughter. And now Mark is showcasing these healings that take place back to back in this moment. And this one's no different than any other previous healing, but there's some observations I want to make today. Here Jesus comes and all of a sudden there's these people that bring a man who is deaf and he, has, he cannot speak. He, he, he has difficulty talking and he's deaf. Um, he, it says the Bible says he could hardly talk. And they beg him and they ask Jesus to place his hand on him because they know Jesus can change his life. Today, I want to make four observations today that if you're taking notes, they're really easy to follow along. But um, number one, I want to tell you about the people. The people. Uh, These people come before Jesus and they bring this man who can't speak for himself and showcase him to Jesus. And they say, Jesus, can you please help our friend? Can you please help this man? See, this man probably wasn't born this way. He, He probably at one time he could talk. More than likely, at an older age or through an infirmity, he began to lose his hearing, and because of his hearing, it affects his ability to speak. So these people probably know the man. They bring him to Jesus, hoping that Jesus could change this man's life and change his circumstance and his situation. I want to believe today that there are people that will stand in agreement, that will come before God for people that can't speak for themselves. I believe in a church today that is uh, so in love with God, so trusted in God, that will look for God and will look for God to change the life of their friends today. People that can't speak for themselves, people that have problems talking, people that have problems walking, people that have problems even seeing that we would have the faith to come before Jesus for people that can't speak for themselves. These people were interceding for this man. When we intercede, um, I like to explain it like this. It's people often confuse prayer and intercession. We use them synonymously, but they're a little different. Prayer is us talking to God. And interceding is a little different because you take that word intercede, you divide it into inter and seed. Inter is you're entering into something. And seeding, you're, you're, you're asking for something to be ceased or you're stopping something. So when we intercede, we get into the middle of something so that something will stop in that moment. We stand in the gap. We're getting in the middle of some situations. And I pray that us as a church would have the faith to be able to get into people's situations and and be able to ask for God on their behalf 
for God to change their life? Will we be a church that will be like the people that are displayed here? That are willing to bring the broken, willing to bring the hurting, willing to bring the addicted, those that are in bondage, and believe that Jesus can stand with them and bless them and put their hand, his hand over them. We need people today in this church that will stand in the gap for those who can't speak for themselves. Did you know that we kill um, across America today, we kill thousands of innocent children through abortion? Um, I, I stand personally against abortion, and this is not a political statement. This is uh, what believing in what God says, that every child, every life is precious. And so every child that is unborn, that can't speak for themselves, we as a church should always speak towards the injustices of the unborn, for they can't speak for themselves. We speak for those who can't speak up. I imagine this week, this week, we, we've been in suffering and pain um, as one of our fellow Houstonians, Vanessa Guillen, who has been this um, person who, you, if you haven't kept up with news, she was a woman that had been um, sexually assaulted and has gone missing for the last several months. Um, one of our persons in our military. We love our military. We're thankful for our military. But she has gone missing, and our city has been broken and hurting, where thousands have been have literally standing in vigil for her and praying for her family. And for us as a church, it's important that we stand for those who can't speak for themselves or they're not able to speak at this moment. We speak for those that are silent right now. We, we stand up for those. We stand in the gap. And here are these people. They show that example. They're willing to bring their friend that can't speak for himself. Can we be a church that does the same? That we would not be silent on the things that are important when we see someone suffering. That we're willing to take care of them. The Bible says a pure and perfect religion in James. He says it like this. A pure and perfect religion is one that takes care of the widows and the orphans. And he highlights these people as people, groups that are in suffering. They're neglected many times. Can we be a church that looks after our friends, our neighbors? Everyone around, widows and orphans, can we be a church that stands like these people? It's these people that have gone and helped them. They're calling out to Jesus. And now Jesus finds this man who can't speak and he can't hear. He can't listen. He can't, he, he's not able to communicate. And he takes this man and he brings him aside, away from the crowd. The second observation I'd like to make today it's talking about not just the people, but we're talking about the place. See, oftentimes God uses a place to be able to do miracles in our life. And oftentimes that place is the unlikely place that we would have thought we would be in. Um, many of you thought you would be in a church today. Uh, we literally thought we were going to open up next Sunday. That was our goal. We had been praying that and talking about, you know, we're observing what's going on. Um, we're looking at everything that's happening, um, talking about the, the place that we rent, the YMCA, um, talking to them. We, we thought we would open up next Sunday already, we, you know, having our, our protocols in place. But that has, that's not going to happen, obviously, right now with everything that's still going on. And so oftentimes the place that we think a miracle is going to take place is different than what we expected. 
Oftentimes, um, things change. Oftentimes, miracles move around. And, 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 and here's what Jesus is doing. He takes this man away from the crowd. He took him aside. It's easy to overlook that verse. It's easy to just not pay attention. But he takes him away from the crowd. Oftentimes, Jesus healed people in a crowd. Among a lot of people. Earlier in Mark, we read how Jesus healed a paralytic man in a packed house. A man that came through a roof and Jesus healed that man. But this time, Jesus is wanting to do something different. And this is an example we don't see oftentimes in other scripture verses. But he takes him away from the crowd in order to heal him, in order to work with him one on one. Jesus oftentimes is, is moving us from a place to another place. In order to do miracles in our lives, oftentimes we have had to leave places in our life in order for us to wake up to the reality of what God wants to do in our life. Maybe God had to take you out of that job place. Maybe God laid you off for that for one reason, or maybe you got laid off for a reason. Maybe God orchestrated you to get out of a place of that relationship, that bad relationship, that bad boyfriend, that bad girlfriend. Maybe God got you out of the place. Maybe God had you moved from a city to another town, to another place. In order for God to wake you up, to see the reality, maybe God put you in another place. Maybe right now during quarantine, God has put you in a place where you're not around everyone. You're not around the crowd because now it's just you and God and your family. It's just you and him. And maybe you feel like you're isolated and you feel like you're abandoned. You don't have anyone around you. Can I tell you, oftentimes in the places of isolation, the places where you feel when you're all alone, when you feel abandoned, that's often the place where we need to be because in those moments where we feel alone, that's where God will break us and where God will touch us and God will take us and he will heal us it's in those places where God changes changes us when he sets us aside away from people a lot of times some of us need to be set aside from people some of us need to get away from certain people see we have people that help us like we said number one people that help us but then oftentimes we need to get away from some people as well in order to allow God to do what he needs to do in our life See, I want to be a person that's always in the right place with God. I want to be a person that no matter where I'm at, I, I want to trust in God that this is the place that God has put me in for this moment, for this season. And perhaps God is teaching me something right now. Maybe this is the place. See, right now you might feel like, what's going on? What's been happening the last several months? And did you know that you're probably right in the right place that God has you? for a right moment in time to do what he can do, to do only what he can do so that you will see what his power does when his positioning does. Because when God wants to prepare us for something, he often moves us from one place to another. Oftentimes in my personal life, I've noticed when God positions me for something, when I see a shift in position, I know that something is about to come, and this is what's happening. He moved him to another place. And this is Jesus put his fingers in the man's ears, and he spit and touched the man's tongue. I want to th talk about the third observation is the prescription. The prescription. You see, Jesus' prescription is a little different than everyone else's. Um, other times, Jesus would just speak over a person. Sometimes he would lay his hands. Sometimes he didn't. Um, 
But oftentimes Jesus did different things for different situations. And this is a unique situation because this is a time where he does something a little strange, a little different, um, just a, a, a little bit like, whoa, what's going on? Because he takes his his fingers and he puts them in the man's ears um, and, and then he takes his hand and he puts it in the man's now nowadays with all this you know corona going on I ain't touching nobody's face I ain't touching nobody's ear like I ain't touching nobody's saliva but here's Jesus not worried about any of that like imagine you getting putting fingers in someone's ear with all that earwax with all that hair all that nastiness I mean I remember my mom growing up she'd be she would get on to me she would tell me I needed to clean my ears every day to this day I'm always cleaning my ears making sure my ears look good, they inside and out, and getting that earwax out, getting all that nastiness out. But here's Jesus. He put, gets into the funkiness of the man's ears. And I can imagine people looking from a distance. I mean, he took them away from the crowd, but there's probably people walk, watching from a distance, and they're like, well, what's going on? Ugh. Putting his hands in his ears like, whoa, whoa. Ugh. But then next thing he does, he spits. He spit in his, and then he spit in his hands, and he touched the man's tongue. Ah, what, what, ew, Jesus, really? Like, come on, I mean, you couldn't just do, like, a hand wave or a wipe, you know, one of those things, you know, like on TikTok, wipe, healed, you know, bam, that's all he could do? Like, couldn't Jesus do one of those? Like, you know, just, you know, no, he has to get, put, he has to spit. We don't even know Jesus, did he wash his hand? Did he use hand sanitizer? He put his hands on his tongue. Like, ew, like if I was the man, I'd be like, whoa, 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 hold on. We just met. This is, this is just barely the first date. You know, this is the second date where I use tongue. No, no, just, just, just kidding. And Jesus puts his hand in his tongue and he grabs him. Can I tell you that Jesus' recipes or prescriptions, his, his formula is often different from everyone else's. But God has something uniquely planned for you and a, a uniquely way of ministering to you that maybe for someone else, it, wasn't, it didn't work out that way. You look at someone else's miracle and you say, God, how come they got that and, and, and they have a good testimony? Oh, man, they, they were able to praise God about this. But for me, you're doing something different. Can I tell you, it's because each of us are unique and God has uniquely crafted something specific for us. And we might not quite understand the prescription of what God is doing in our life we might understand what we might not understand what is happening even right now but we have to trust that his prescription is the precedent for our miracle his plan his purpose is in us he, he, he has the best in mind for us. He has a plan for us. And his prescription might be to heal you right now. His prescription might be to heal you next week or maybe to heal you when you get into eternity, into heaven. Whenever God has planned, whatever, whenever he wants to do it, it's God. And we have to trust in a sovereign Lord that is Lord over everything. And if he does things that are strange, so be it, and glory to God. I, I look at my life, and I'm like, man, there's been some strange things that have happened, strange circumstances. I, I look at people's healings and miracles that I've known of people that I, I know that have been healed, and, and there's sometimes strange things that you don't, you don't, you wouldn't have written the story that way, but God is writing your story, and the prescription will be different from the next person. 
he takes the man's ears, he puts his fingers in there, he spit in it and touched the man's tongue and he looked up to heaven with a deep sigh. He looks up to heaven with a deep sigh and, and, and here's one thing the Holy Spirit really brought out when I, when I was reading this. I, I imagine Jesus doing this and he put his hand in the man's mouth and, and he looks up to heaven and does a sigh. Ever done a sigh? Like it's like, ah, oh, you know, it's like, a, it's like you take a deep breath, you roll your eyes, like, ah, oh, man, finally, like, you know, ha. Oh. You know, someone says, you know, um, you know, you tell your wife, you know, um, hey, you know, I, I clean the kitchen, I cook. She's like, sighs, ah, oh, finally, you did it. You know, you did what I asked for. And I think this is what Jesus is doing. I, if you, it, I think a lot of times we pay attention. If we don't pay attention to scripture, we don't read words, every word that matters. We miss out what God is wanting to do and what he wants to teach us. He takes a sigh, and, he, and I can imagine Jesus doing this because he's thinking, I, if only this man could trust me. Like, this is not, maybe, maybe this is not the way it was planned from the beginning, but maybe there was things that happened in this man's life that caused him to be like this. And I think oftentimes God looks at us and is like, oh, man, if George would just see what I'm doing. If George would just know, like, if he would just remember what I did for him. And I think he does that with us, and he looks at us. It's like, he, like, kind of got one of these, he rolls his eyes back. I mean, if he could, he probably could. But, but he looks at us. He's like, what are you doing? What are you even thinking? He's sighing at us, and he's sighing at this man. And he says to him, F tata, um, which means be open. Be open. See that at this the man's ears were open, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. I want to tell you the number four, the fourth observation, the first thing you got to think about is the person. The person. It's Jesus. I want to tell you that Jesus is the only solution for our struggle right now. He's the only person that can resolve your current situation. You look at what's in front of you. You look what's happening right now in the news. You look what's happening all around you. You wouldn't have imagined um, 2020 to be this way. But the only solution that us as a Christians, as a church, can offer the world is the person of Jesus. Because at this, the man's ears were open. And Jesus said, be opened. And I can tell you, when Jesus says be open, he's speaking with authority. He's speaking with his his own power, his own divinity, and he's saying, be open. He speaks to deaf ears and opens them. He speaks to mute people, and they speak loudly. He speaks to people. If you're looking at yourself right now, and you look at the infirmities you have, Jesus is saying over you right now, be opened. He, he's looking at your heart. He says, I'm about to do some surgery in your life, and be open. Open up your heart to me. He's about to clear up some arteries, some veins, and that are filled with cholesterol. He says, be open. He's about to open up wombs. He's about to open up your, your life. And he's about to open up opportunities for you. But will you trust in God that he will allow do to you to do things or he will do things through you? He's saying today, be opened. God's power is power. He's opening up the heavens. To help us today. And if you're struggling with illness, if you're struggling today, you can't speak for yourself. Jesus says, be open. And he has authority. The man began to speak plainly. 
is he began to open up words. I don't even know what he, he would have said, but he's just opening praises. And then it says, Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, verse 36. Jesus wanted it to kind of lay low. He didn't want it to be about the miracles. He, he, he had a timing. And that's one of the reasons why Jesus, you would see this happening, this messianic secret that some scholars would call it, where, where he just wanted to kind of lay low because it was a timing thing, situation. He says, the more Jesus told them to be quiet, the more they kept talking about it. You can't stop talking when God does something good. You can't just stay silent. The more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. Some of us, we, we have stopped talking about what God is doing in our life. When I'm talking about be opened, I am I, also talking about past tense, that God has opened things in our life and has done things for us. He's blessed us so much, and we're blessed to be a blessing church. And, and, and some of us are refuse to open up our mouth and speak about the good things that God has sharing us, is sharing. And we would rather share or post negativity. We would rather stir up hate. We would rather stir up comments. I, I see people all the time, and even though right now like everybody's online because they're sitting at home, you'd rather share about everything wrong in the world, everything wrong with society, everything wrong with systems, everything wrong with the world that you forget to declare and talk about the goodness of who God is, that God is still on the throne, that God is still miraculous, that God is still powerful, that God is all-knowing, and God is, has everything in his hands because he has done everything well. People were overwhelmed with amazement. They said, he has done everything well, they said. He makes the deaf hear. And the mute speak. I want to be able to speak for God. I want to be able to share what God can do. I want to be able to declare who God is and what only he can do. Can I tell you something? God has been uh, revealing to me the last several weeks, last several months, just how good he is. In the midst of this year that we've gone through a pandemic and that we're still going through it. And we see even a resurgence, even in our city right now, where so many are, are asking for prayer. We get messages, people asking for prayer for their family members, their friends, and we want you to keep sharing that. There's people that are suffering through, um, through this COVID-19, and, and above and beyond that, there's other illnesses, cancer and, and, and diabetes, and so many other illnesses that are happening, and there's pains and hurts and car accidents and a lot of things that are happening this year has been a year of unrest for a lot of people, whether it's social or civil unrest or, or health or, or education or financial. People are just have been frustrated more now than ever before. And people are looking for answers in different places. But I guarantee you that in every system that exists right now, and this is something I feel like God has been telling me to share, every system that exists right now in the world, whether it's education, whether it's, it's our government, whether it's, it's other religions, whether it's, whether it's business, whether it's your, your home, everything that, that we can put our trust in in the world is, it will have flaws. Every single one of them will 
fail us at one given time because they are made by man. Uh, Us men that create these systems in place, we have sin. And because we have sin, we have agendas many times. And we we are sinful people that will corrupt every type of ideology, that will corrupt everything that sounds good. And it takes it, and, it and, 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 and people are looking for their solution in these systems. But the truth of the matter is, no system will save you. And only Jesus alone, the person of Jesus, the person of Christ, he's the only person that will help you. Everything else is sinful. Every system has its flaws. There's imperfections. There is no perfect. There's good stuff out there. Yes, I'm not, I'm not denying that. But at some point or another, because of sin, there will be corruption, manipulation. Because of one sin or another, because of sin, it's never going to satisfy us completely. And every time we cry out for injustice, we can speak for people that can't speak for themselves. But the only solution that we can really offer them is Jesus. Because apart from Jesus, you cannot bring justice to something that's unjust. Apart from Jesus, you cannot change. No law, no change in government, no change in power, no change in everything else can satisfy us ultimately except for Jesus. We can do all we can to make this world a better place. Hear me closely. You can do all we can to make this earth, this nation a better place. And we should. But ultimately, our eternity, ultimately, this is not our home. And our hope and our place of living for all of eternity is with Jesus and in heaven with him, with his kingdom. We should fight for those that, that have spoken, that, have, that can't speak for themselves. But at the same time, the only solution we can really offer that works guaranteed all the time is Jesus, the person, because he has done everything well. They were astonished because they were probably, they were expecting a political liberator. They were expecting a Messiah that would come and liberate them from the oppression of the Roman Empire. But Jesus came to heal. He became to restore. He came to save. And ultimately, he died for our sins uh, and on the cross for us. And he paid the price we could not pay. And because of our sinful nature, everything that we make happen will lead to corruption, will lead to sin. Because of our sin, no system that we create will be able to satisfy the world. And the solution we offer today is Jesus. So today, if you're hurting, perhaps you've been in a place where you're, you're not feeling well. You're maybe awaiting results from a doctor, waiting results on your, maybe your COVID test. Whatever situation you find yourself in, can I give you hope today? Hope is in Jesus. And don't ever forget that the the people that God has placed in your life that will bring you closer to Jesus. What people do you have in your life today? We are family here. If you need prayer today, we're here to pray for you. We're here to love on you. We'd love to get to know you. We'd love to have a a Zoom date with you and and get to know you and and just hang out with you and, and be part of one of our groups as well. 
we'd love to talk to you and hear your story. Whatever situation you find yourself in, maybe you feel like you're in a place, in, a, in, a, in the wrong place. Can I tell you that God has positioned you for the, in the right place today? Maybe you didn't imagine yourself listening online, but this is the very place that maybe God is speaking to you even right now. And maybe his prescription is a little strange, a little different. You know what? This prescription of online service, I never thought it would be like this. But our church is impacting more people now online than when we did when we had a physical location. Amazing. Incredible. People are following us like never before. It, and it's a prescription that we will have never prescribed for ourselves. Incredible. And it's the person of Jesus that we need. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or maybe it's been a while, can I give you an opportunity to do so today? If you need prayer, if you need to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, I invite you to just uh, write in the comments, I need Jesus. Simple as that. I need Jesus. And, and our team will reach out to you and pray for, for you. Uh, you can also fill out a connect card, and we would love to connect with you and stay in touch with you. And we love to believe that Jesus is the hope for you. Can we pray today? Father God, we thank you, Lord. We love you because you're so good to us. God, we love you because you take us out of situations that we, we didn't deserve to be taken out of, but you were merciful to us. You were gracious to us. And today we invite you to come into our lives. God, we can't stop talking about the goodness of you. We can't stop declaring how good you are because you've opened up our mouths and now you can't shut it up anymore. We, we will declare your majesty forever and ever and ever because you're good to us. God, I pray for everyone listening today. I pray for this church, for this family. In your name we pray, amen.